hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Have you ever used spending to make yourself feel better? Only to feel worse when you get the bill in the mail? So then you spend again to feel better again? Only to feel worse when you get the next bill in the mail again? And down and down and down the rabbit hole you go. If you have, you're not alone, and we did this too. And you've experienced the debt depression spiral, which is what we're talking about on today's episode, Queer Money episode 348. Along with five ways to avoid the debt depression spiral, now on with the show. You're listening to the Queer Money Podcast, personal finance with a rainbow twist. Queer Money is dedicated to financial independence, financial well-being, investing knowledge, and the intersection of all things money as an LGBTQ person. Queer Money is made possible by Capital One. Capital One believes that financial well-being includes your mental, physical, and financial health. Check out CapitalOne.com today. So there is an unmistakable connection between your financial health and your overall well-being. This is another episode dedicated to our year-long series on financial well-being brought to you by Capital One. We talk about some of the data points and findings from their 2021 financial well-being survey. One of those data points that we always find interesting is that during the pandemic in 2021, 41% of the respondents out of 2004 folks said that they had made an impulse purchase during the pandemic that they later regretted. Mm-hmm. It's not that surprising, but what is kind of interesting is how quickly folks regretted this. Yeah, this is really interesting to us. 34% of those respondents, so those, that 40, 34% of those 41% said they regretted their purchases within less than an hour. So that's in less than 60 minutes. It's so Ouch. crazy. 21% they regretted their purchase within a day. And then 33% said they regretted their purchase within two plus days. Right. That is just, I mean, if you're going to make, I don't know, that that's like the epitome of the debt depression spiral, right? You can't get any more, more obvious than that. 59% of all respondents said they made their purchases simply because they wanted to treat themselves. And then there's nothing wrong with that, right? No, absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. The only problem is being cognizant of whether or not you're going to regret that in the future so that you don't hop back on that debt depression spiral again. So why do people do this to feel this way? Well, it is kind of interesting because a lot of it focuses on stress. Yeah, 100%. So 29% to said they did this kind of spending to relieve themselves of pandemic-related stress. And obviously the well, I should say, obviously, the pandemic's over, apparently. <laughs> right. But now, not only do we have to deal with some of the lingering effects of the pandemic, now we're dealing with all sorts of other stress, right? Now, people are going back to work, and that's stressful in and of itself. It always has been. But then you've got political stress. We're heading up to a very contentious midterm election. We have threats of with this war going on and threats of uh, us possibly joining that war. Obviously, we're all dealing with the consequences of inflation. And many of us are riding this roller coaster of the stock market volatility. Right. And speaking of work stress, during that study, 21% said that it was work stress that caused them to spend this money. So obviously, there were a lot of things happening during the pandemic. But I think for, even now, just right. I, we, we talk to folks every day and we hear folks talking about how they're their job stress hasn't really abated because of yeah. the, the pandemic subsiding. I am right? curious if, if Capital One were to do the study today to find out what percent 
people would respond that they've made these kinds of purchases because of work-related stress. Has that gone up now that lots of people have to go back to work or more people have to go back to an office or an actual workplace that, that didn't necessarily have to during the pandemic? Yeah. And a whopping 5%, not a lot, but still 5% said they didn't have any clue as to why they made the purchase, (laughs) why they did this impulse spend, which again, goes back to the question, why? Why did you have to spend? If you don't know why you spent the money, why did you spend the money? Mm -hmm. These are questions that you have to ask yourself. It's all behavioral finance. And we know that, that, that many people are seeking a dopamine rush. When we go shopping and we find a, a purchase, we make a purchase, we have that acquisition. There's a dopamine rush. There's a high that's that that many people are chasing. We know some people who go to the store almost on a daily basis, and undoubtedly, it's because they're on the hedonic treadmill. They're chasing after that dopamine rush. The only problem is for a lot of folks, as this study shows, and as many of our anecdotal conversations over the years have shown, that this leads to more financial stress and anxiety because people are on that debt depression spiral. They're, they they get that rush. But as we said in the intro, the bill comes in the mail and then they feel a little bit bad again. And then what's the best way to abate those bad feelings? Well, to get the dopamine rush, not unlike other highs. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I would say the LGBT community is under a lot of stress right now. Yes. Both those of us in the community who identify as queer and our allies are worried about what is going on. All of these bills that are attacking transgender individuals, the fact that uh, Clarice Thomas mentioned same-sex marriage as a possibility of being overturned by the Supreme Court. There's those kinds of added stressors that our community has, which can force us down into that path of the debt depression spiral. So what, again, is the debt depression spiral? Well, the reality is, is that it's spending that is caused by some sort of feeling about ourselves, oftentimes a feeling of lack of self-worth or frustration, comparison, jealousy, any sort of feeling that makes us feel bad about ourselves, when then we go and try to minimize or blot out that feeling by spending to get that dopamine rush. That is actually the beginning of the cycle is when we spend And then whether you go into debt or not, you get a bill, you see that bill on your credit card, on your debit card statement, and you realize, oh, I... Why did I do this? I didn't have the money to do this. Maybe you are have your had money set aside for something else, or maybe now you can't pay a bill, a, another bill, right? Because you've used some of that money. And so you get, you see the bill and it causes you even more anxiety and depression. And then what happens is you start to feel bad about yourself again, whether it's because you feel like you lack something, or maybe you're not good enough, or why are you not able to earn as much as other people who seem to be living these amazing lives? It all sends us back into this feeling feeling of depression. And that just happens over and over and over again. And one of the things we know is that since the pandemic, debt has increased. During the pandemic, there was... Why? Why has has debt increased? Well, the reality is, is that during the pandemic, especially towards the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of us didn't have the outlets to spend that we had been spending on before. Whether that was going out, going to the movies, spending time with family and friends, all of that stopped. It came to a screeching halt for many folks. And so we just... We, we weren't spending. Then on top of that, we some of us got money from the federal government, which was great, especially for those who desperately needed it. And that allowed a lot of folks to pay off debt during the beginning of the pandemic, which makes us feel good, right? Mm-hmm. We, we see our debt dropping. We see our finances getting in good order. 
The other side of this is sometimes feeling good can cause you to spend, right? <laughs> sometimes true. feeling really good about your, your situation says, oh, I've got a little bit of extra room in my wallet this, this month. I'm going to spend some, right? But then since the pandemic, all of these things that we talked about that have since it is over, right? All these things we talked about previously are, are really getting to us. War, politics, inflation, stock market, volatility, all of these things are getting to us, causing us to hop back on this debt depression spiral. All right. So now that we've reviewed what the debt depression spiral is, what are the five steps that we can all take to avoid the debt depression spiral? Number one is to do a no-spend weekend to reset your finances. We used to call this way back in the day a Janeiro detox, but it's going from like Friday through to Monday of not spending any money that we didn't need to spend. So rein in all of our spending for social life, going out, going to the bar, going shopping, what have you, whatever you can to, to, to go through the entire weekend or whatever duration you want to commit to, three days, 30 days, entirely up to you and your family of trying to go as long as you can without spending any money. Obviously, except for the bills you have to pay, your utilities, your mortgage and rent and whatnot. Of course, you need to pay that, but any superfluous spending you want to mitigate or cancel out altogether. We suggest on top of that, also analyzing your past spending. So during this duration that you're not spending at all, analyze past spending. Look at your credit card statement or your, your bank account online, whatever you need to, and look at those purchases. And while you're sort of in this like meditative, no spending mode, analyze those purchases and assess, did those past purchases provides you with the value that you had hoped that they would provide. How do you feel about those purchases today relative to how you felt about those purchases when you were online at that moment or you were at the checkout counter? And weigh whether or not they're actually providing you with a solid ROI so that when you actually go back to spending money, going back to normal again, to the way you spend money, you can maybe be a little bit more judicious with- Maybe um, not what, normal. <laughs> maybe maybe no not normal, normal right. <laughs> be a little bit more judicious about how, actually how you're going to spend your money going forward. Be a great way. It's almost like doing a, a detox, right? People will go like a weekend doing a, a, a juice detox, or whatever, sort of get themselves recharged and refreshed. And then come Monday, they're going to commit to a, a better diet. Maybe do the same thing with your spending. Right. It, what's interesting is one of the coaching clients that we had when he did the- spending analysis, he said, I can't believe how much money I spend on things that don't really matter, mm -hmm. which kind of ties into this, this study point from Capital One is that a lot of folks are, are buying things that, that they later regret because they realize they didn't necessarily need them. Capital One strives to inspire a better financial path for everyone, including the LGBTQ plus community through access to credit, tools to manage debt and product features. Digital products such as CreditWise and Eno are designed to take the stress out of money by helping you manage credit, a key source of potential stress, and stay on top of spending without worrying all the time. Sign up for CreditWise for free today. One of the other things that you can do, this is point number two, especially while you're thinking during your dinero detox or your no spend time is to focus on spending money that brings long-term happiness rather than momentary dopamine highs. Prepare yourself. How do I want to spend my money that will allow me to actually get a good feeling about my money that lasts more than an hour, two hours a day, a week, right? Let's, how do we focus a little bit more on long-term? And that may mean looking at the things that you would may want to stay away from, things, vices that may cause additional anxiety or stress, things like 
extra caffeine or drinking, smoking or shopping online or in person, a lot of those things can, although fun at the time, can actually add to your anxiety, which can force you into depression. Exactly. So maybe try other ways to relax and rejuvenate, such as meditating or doing yoga, going for a hike out in nature, going for a walk around your neighborhood, right? And there are many, many ways that you can actually rejuvenate and recharge yourself that actually don't require you spending money. So consider how you can maybe incorporate more of those things in this one weekend, and then maybe even parlay that into your future life. Step number three or tip number three is to do a monthly or a weekly, whatever regularity works for you and your friends, but cook off or potluck, right? This is a great way to one, reduce your social life expenses, right? Because everybody's going to be staying at home at your house or at one of your friends or family's houses and contributing to that particular meal. But as we've told you before on this podcast, one of the best ways to reduce your regular expenses is to rein in your grocery expenses. So maybe these potlucks will have a, a great, or cook-offs will have a great effect on your regular spending, for, especially for groceries. And also maybe you can discover some recipes that you'd like that maybe if you weren't really a cook before, you can actually start incorporating into your menu. Or if you are a cook and you can find some great recipes that are not terribly expensive, you can incorporate them into your own catalog of recipes. Yeah, I think that's one of the keys here is is when you're doing this, this is not an opportunity to to be the gourmet chef, the fancy right? charcuterie board there is in town. Exactly. <laughs> and I'll also add if you're anything like us, oftentimes we find if we host, we spend more money. So make sure you spread around yes. who is actually hosting, right? 100%. Tip number 4 here, express some gratitude about what you have, right? We suggest creating a daily gratitude jar. John and I have one of these, although it's right now in delivery to our new home since we're not there yet. But we have a, a gratitude jar where we recognize and have the opportunity to focus our attention on not on things of lack, but on things that we actually have in the moment and in the past. And what we like to do is every day write something out to put into the jar, read that, but also pull one out of the jar from the past, read that as well. Looking back on your life and expressing gratitude for the things that you've had in the past helps you to remember how really good your life is. And it's very easy to forget these things mm -hmm. after they have passed, but re reminding yourself, oh, I felt really good in the moment at this, or I felt really good for a couple of weeks or a couple of months because of this. Having those as reminders is a great way to help shift yourself away from the potential depression or anxiety that's going to come from your debt depression spiral. Exactly. And as Oprah said once, and I'm paraphrasing, if you focus on what you don't have, you'll never have enough. If you focus on what you do have, you'll always be happy. Tip number five is to take a social media break. Now, the same may seem like an odd recommendation for a money podcast, but more and more studies are coming out that show that the more time we spend on social media, the more we feel bad about ourselves. So right, we all know by now that people are only posting the best of the best of the best of their life on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. And so even though we may not necessarily be conscious of it in the moment, seeing exciting posts, travel pictures, whatever all of our friends are doing, their new clothing, all that stuff, constantly over and over again as we're stro scrolling through. After a while, we start to feel bad about ourselves, even though we may not may not be conscious of it. And then that has a direct effect on our mental health. And then very often that helps us jump right on that debt depression spiral again, because 
we're indirectly purchasing things to make ourselves feel better or to make up for feeling jealous from all the myriad pictures we saw of our friends having amazing lives and buying amazing things. And we, that can have an adverse effect on our mental health and our financial health. So take a social media break. If you're going for a weekend without spending any money, maybe try to go a weekend, that same weekend or another weekend of not spending any time on social media at all. The less you spend on social media, the happier you'll be. David and I have reined in all of yes. our personal social media engagement for our with friends and family. And we've seen a increase in our mental health. We're still online for business because it's necessary, but um, we're kind of not so much on there for social reasons, which if you've tried to direct message us recently and we haven't gotten back to you, that could be why. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So again, all five of these points here are really designed to help you step away from or get off of the debt depression spiral because it's so easy to get sucked into it. We both know because we both did this, not only when we had or were acquiring our debt, but since then, we there have been times when we have done this and we've needed to implement these steps to help ourselves back away from the debt depression spiral. So again, here are your five steps. Do a no spend or dinero detox weekend with your finances or whether it's a day or 30 days, do something to take a break from spending. Number two, focus on the type of self-care that brings you long-term happiness rather than those dopamine rushes in the moment. Number three, start some sort of regular group with your friends where you do a dinner cook-off or a brunch cook-off allows you to spend less money and still get that social interaction that we all crave. Number four, create a daily gratitude jar focusing on what's really good about your life. And number five, take that break from social media from time to time. Give yourself, your brain, your mental health, a little bit of rest from the bombarding that you get to buy, 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 to feel better, better, better. And these are our five tips to avoid the debt depression spiral. And on episode 352 of the Criminy Podcast, we're going to discuss ways to get off the debt depression spiral. If you're already on that, you're just feeling bad and not sure exactly how to get off and start feeling better. So for now, stay tuned for your criminal takeaway from this episode. Make sure to check out more ways that Capital One can help you achieve financial well-being at CapitalOne.com. That's CapitalOne.com. Thank you for listening to the episode of Crew Money. Here is your takeaway from this episode. Please remember that spending and the rush we get from spending or acquiring things gives us a dopamine rush that can become an addiction or at least a level of homeostasis that we chase for years. And we just shared five tips to avoid all that. Then make sure you join us on Thursday for another bonus queer money episode about the Motley Fool Debt Free Guys LGBTQ Plus Money Study. And then we encourage you, please join us Tuesday, next Tuesday, when we talk with Kate Anthony, who just joined us on stage at Out and Equal in Las Vegas last month. Kate is the founder of Euphoria.LGBT and is doing some amazing, I mean, amazing things for folks in the trans community. Wait until you hear this interview. Thank you and have a great week. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking Queer Money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.